is the Real Health Podcast brought to you by Reardon Clinic. Our mission is to bring you the latest information and top experts in functional and integrative medicine to help you make informed decisions on your path to real health. Welcome everybody to the Real Health Podcast. My name is Leah Chischilly and I'm your host today and I have Dr. Ron with me today. Hi, Dr. Ron. Leah, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome. Um, today we're going to talk about something that we are very familiar with here at the Reardon Clinic and that's complex chronic illness. And the big reason why this is coming up, not just because it's something that you've really specialized in for a number of years, but because we're seeing this phenomenon that's called long haul COVID or long COVID. And I want you to talk about some of the similarities similarities that you're seeing with that and then some of the other things that you've dealt with throughout your career here at Reardon Clinic. So tell me a little bit about what is long COVID? Well, long COVID is where you survive the actual acute illness. Maybe you go in, maybe you don't even make it into the hospital, but you get uh, this really bad respiratory infection and you lose your smell and your taste doesn't work right and you're really tired and your brain is all fogged out. And uh, after three or four days, you start to feel better and you think, hey, I'm emerging out of the fog and this illness is lifting, only to find out that weeks later, you can't think as well and you're short of breath and you can't sleep and you're just more kind of nervous and kind of depressed and and you start to ache all over. And if you go in to see your doctor, the doctor says, hey, what are you complaining about? You, you survived. Yes, you had a positive COVID test, but you survived. So, you know, just give it time, just give it time. And these people do give it time and they they try to get extra rest and they don't really know what else to do. Maybe do a little aerobic exercise, but that helps a little, but as time goes on, they're not getting well. And this is this is a mild case of long-haul COVID. The people that end up in the intensive care unit for weeks and sometimes months, they are extremely debilitated. They can hardly walk. They have to have people help them. And so this is just a, a, a more extreme case of the complex chronic illness that follows the infectious disease. It's where the infectious disease uh, kind of takes it all out of you. You, you. you just don't quite recover like you think you should. And this is not a new phenomenon. Mm -hmm. We've seen it for, for years with uh, uh, post-Epstein-Barr syndrome. We think fibromyalgia oftentimes... Uh, ensues after a really severe uh, respiratory illness or flu-like illness. Uh, there's a number of these uh, infections that just don't quite go away. And, and when patients go to see their doctors, it's not that the doctors really aren't listening. It's just that they want to give it a diagnostic title, but there are no specific treatments you know antibiotics don't oftentimes don't work uh, they can use things like uh, pain medicines they can uh, give antidepressants and these sorts of things but they really don't solve uh, the underlying causes 
Now, I have a couple questions about it. Um, in your research on long-haul COVID, does it seem to affect people that had more serious cases or even mild cases are suffering from the long-term repercussions? Well, obviously, the people that have the really severe cases, it's almost a sure bet that if there's going to be a very long recovery period, rehabilitation period. The people that have the mild cases, I've seen it go either way. People completely rebound. There's no problem. They, uh, they're they over it, and it's done with. And I think that's our experience when we have like the flu or, or something that uh, it'll hold us down for a while, but we don't suffer long-term repercussions. At this point in time, I don't know what the percentage is. I'm going to guess maybe 15 to 20% of people uh, experience some kind of long-haul uh, response to COVID. And uh, probably something similar to that uh, in, in terms of these other things. Lyme disease is a little bit of, a, of an exception. It seems like people who get Lyme disease, they have a more serious long-term chronic illness that ensues the Lyme syndrome. And so, so uh, it's the, the thing I think is that it's not so much what the disease was, whether it's COVID or Lyme or Epstein-Barr, it's how low were your uh, reserves to begin with, someone who has not taken very good care of themselves. Uh, that have developed a bad sugar habit, maybe to the point of prediabetes or even type 2 diabetes. Someone who their weight has gotten away from them and they're, they're heavy, they're very heavy. Someone who doesn't sleep very well. Or here's a common one, they're going through a major relationship uh, stress, such as a, a divorce or someone very close dies or there's a conflict at work, or there's some other kind of uh, long drawn out relationship battle that just pulls the sap out of a person and they just kind of lose their will to go to work and enjoy life and to do what they need to do to take care of themselves. These are all setups. Mm -hmm. And then you get a flu on top of that, which it sounds like, oh my gosh, and now the flu then the really bad thing is that flu takes you to a new level of low and you're just so deep down into uh, all these various uh, debilitating symptoms that you just don't feel like you can dig yourself out. And then people really do get depressed. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not, uh, so the doctor's not wrong in saying, I think you're depressed. It's just that an antidepressant medicine can kind of treat some of the symptoms of depression, but not the cause of depression. Absolutely. And getting to the root is always so key. Well, I'm going to just tell you my background in this is uh, as a family physician, it's not unusual at all for us to run into people who are chronically tired or chronically depressed or people that have severe chronic allergies or another manifestation of allergies and a deeper one would be a long-term autoimmune disease. These are all in some ways long-haul symptoms as well. We don't think of them in that context, but oftentimes people who uh, are afflicted with stuff like this, once again, you look at their, sometimes it's the family. You say, was well, there a family history? 
Yes, my my mom and my dad and some of my siblings had this, uh, but oh, we all grew up and and we all smoke, or we all are we stay up late and party a lot, or we always have these anger episodes and we're always getting into fights with people. So many times it's not a genetic thing; it's a behavioral pattern that you have developed uh, within your family. You know, it's funny, you know, growing up, you know, our family of origin is the world. We think that the way we did it in our family is the way that everyone lives their life. But that's not true. Uh, There are families that have better behavior patterns, better sleep patterns. Uh, Maybe they are less exposed to toxins. Uh, Certain farm families that do a lot of spraying or, or that do a lot of welding, they have a, a toxic exposure that the average person doesn't have. Some people are really into athletics and some families are not into athletics at all. And so without a lack of, or with that lack of exercise, that actually is a predisposition to chronic illness. So the challenge of seeing patients here at the Reardon Clinic is kind of taking inventory of these different facets of their lifestyle looking at some hidden issues that most people don't even think about, such as uh, dental infections. Uh, Dental infections are hidden, and yet they can smolder within a person's system. And these are the cause of a lot of chronic illnesses as well, Not, not readily understood by most doctors, not even most dentists, but in the field of integrative medicine, we're learning that the quality of health of your mouth has a lot to do with your overall health. And I'm always reminded of that old saying, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. My grandfather on my dad's side was a horse trader. And that was a really quick way for a horse trader to check out how healthy was the horse he was getting ready to buy. He would look in the mouth and if the gums didn't look good or teeth were rotting or certain other aspects of the appearance of the tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a division of uh, Chinese medicine called tongue diagnosis mm-hmm. that the quality of your tongue may be a reflection of the quality of your overall healthy reserve. So all of these factors play into uh, a holistic uh, evaluation of chronic illness, co- chronic complex illness. So maybe we're looking at that the problem isn't necessarily COVID. It's more of what's already going on with that person. Or is it possible that it's something they they already have some other sort of infection and then this COVID is triggering it? Sure. All of these variables that I've just talked about can be existing. And uh, let's, let's take another example that I think is very relevant to the whole COVID story. Uh, we know that people of dark-skinned nationality, they seem to have a higher predilection for a more complex, difficult case of COVID, and of course, a higher death rate as well. And it's it's not because of inferior care. I mean, there, it could be that, but that's not the main reason. The main reason, I believe, is that if you have darker skin, For example, uh, African-Americans require eight times the amount of sunshine to get the same level of vitamin D Mm -hmm. in their blood. And and so very often these patients have a vitamin D deficiency. And you say, 
well, what does that have to do with their susceptibility to illness? Well, I encourage everyone that's listening to at some point go onto the internet and type in vitamin D wiki, just as one long word, vitamin D wiki. It's an encyclopedia of vitamin D research. And down the left hand column of the, uh, the first page, there are 125 medical conditions, health conditions that are related to vitamin D deficiency that taking and having adequate amounts of vitamin D will reduce your susceptibility, reduce your uh, likelihood of getting that illness, and improve your likelihood of getting over that illness if you restore adequate vitamin D reserves. And so vitamin D insufficiency can be a huge pre uh predilecting uh, cause of chronic uh, COVID and other chronic illnesses. And if that's not measured for and not corrected adequately, then uh, you, 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 have, you may treat the symptoms. And once again, it's so hard to treat a complex chronic illness because there's not one or two symptoms. There's 10, 20, 30, 50, mm-hmm. 50 symptoms. And people say, well, 50 symptoms. But when it's 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 little this and little that just just doesn't seem to get better. So uh, so vitamin D is a very good illustration of this. But you can pick zinc deficiency. You can pick omega three fatty acids. That there's a predilection towards inflammation. Uh, you can you can pick of course vitamin C scurvy. People uh, people walking around in scurvy, they're tired. They uh, their gums bleed. They're depressed. Uh, they're more, their immune system is not as good. So, so that brings us back to the, probably the core issues that when you have uh, poor nutrient reserves, hormonal imbalances, toxicities within your body, stressors, infl- chronic inflammation, autoimmune, uh, your immune system doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why you got this COVID or whatever the chronic illness is. And then because that's why you got it, if you don't correct that, it's going to make it harder for you to get over it. Mm-hmm. So this is what leads into chronic COVID long haulers or chronic Epstein-Barr, all the various chronic post-infectious disease syndromes. There's a lot more to this conversation, and it's coming up right after a quick break. Today's podcast is brought to you by Live On Labs, makers of liposomal vitamins and supplements. LiveOn uses a liposomal encapsulation technology to protect nutrients from destruction in the digestive system. This allows for more efficient delivery of essential vitamins and nutrients. Choose from various supplements that support health and well-being, such as lipospheric vitamin C, magnesium, glutathione, and more. To learn more, visit LiveOn Labs. That's L-I-V-O-N Labs.com. I think it's important to share with our listeners kind of maybe some stories, if you could, in your past with patients who have come in with countless symptoms, debilitating things um, that's heavily impacting their, their life. And can they get past it? Like, are these things that are treatable and can we help? Yes. And so because I've been here at the Reardon Clinic and worked under Dr. Reardon for probably about 15 years before he passed, um, that was the name of the game. What can we do? But 
a lot of times people want to dr- jump into treatment first. And so Dr. Reardon's idea was, is that you have to do the testing. You have to take a very thorough history and make a comprehensive assessment of where we need to put our attention. So rather than going in and getting a diagnosis and, and getting a prescription for that particular diagnosis, we're more about taking time to really understand the patient as a whole person, looking at the context of their illness, looking at lifestyle issues, using our laboratory to measure and uh, quantify where they're strong in nutritional support and where they have weaknesses. And then after we get all that data, then we start to put together a treatment plan. Now, we are famous for intravenous vitamin C. And intravenous vitamin C, of course, relieves scurvy. And that's just one nutrient deficiency. It could also be vitamin C and bioflavonoids. Bioflavonoids are important. And this is why a diet rich in colorful fruits and vegetables is an important part of any healing program. And a lot of patients who get chronically ill are not getting enough. You know, we talk about five a day of the colorful fruits and vegetables. If you've been ill, it may take 10 a day. And you want to get the highest quality you can if you can afford it. And so uh, this is why the treatment plan is not dependent upon one modality such as vitamin C. I've had people come in and say, well, just give me the vitamin C. Let me see if that works. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, we can do that. But, you know, we're being a bit myopic here. We're just looking at the, as, at the disease as if it were due to one deficiency. But the, uh, the fact is it's multiple uh, areas of deficiency or imbalance and dysfunction that give rise to complex chronic illness. That's why we oftentimes use that term. And that's why your average doctor who's got 10, 5, 10 minutes to see you isn't in a position to do this very thorough uh, history and and to think about what are the facets, uh, the various facets of this chronic illness, and then begin systematically correcting these uh, with uh, lifestyle modalities, nutritional supplements, uh, strategies to improve your quality of sleep, uh, getting some regular exercise, stress management, uh, relationship uh, resolution if there's a big issue. All these things together can um, make for a healing process that takes time, but then you have built a foundation then for long-lasting health. Yes, absolutely. And that's so important. Now, across the board, are there any real strict commonalities that you see with complex, complex chronic illnesses, or is it pretty different for different people? Well, uh, we know that there's a lot of genetic diversity that comes uh, in, into the, our office, you know. Uh, and in the last 10 years, I've been really impressed with this concept of, uh, of what's called MTHFR, methylation disorders. And this uh, affects about 70% of Americans. Uh, some people have... Uh, two of the MTHFR genes from both parents and uh, or, or, or maybe one of, of, the, of the genes from both parents. 
And this can cause a 70 to 80% dysfunction in that methylation pathway. They, they are unable to, to pass a methyl group, which is a carbon plus three hydrogen, over to other molecules in order to create certain uh, nutri- well, not nutrients, but uh, enzymes and uh, neurotransmitters, energy molecules, glutathione, which is uh, a detoxifier, an immune booster, an antioxidant, uh, your DNA repair molecules. All of these depend upon adequate methylation. So very often when I see a patient that's just not getting better, we'll do uh, a nutrition genome test on them to find out what the status is of some of these, uh, these, these SNPs. They're a type of mutation that if you're living really healthily, they won't necessarily cause you any trouble. But if you get sick and, or, you, or your, your lifestyle habits uh, become much worse uh, and you deplete your, your reserves, then these, uh, these uh, mutations will kind of like emerge as being huge factors in why you can't get over it. So, so that's another new facet in the last 10 years that we have found can be a, a huge step in helping people uh, emerge from their chronic illness. Now, coming from a consumer standpoint, it's a lot to take in. Uh, MTHFR, uh, eating better, exercising, you know, is it a parasite? Is it a virus? Is it all these things? And so there's so many different things that we think can be causing the problem that we're having. Where does a person even start? Well, when I was in my family practice training at Wesley Hospital, I uh, I was the beneficiary of Dr. Gail Stevens' philosophy, who was the founder of that particular program. He personally believed that the doctor-patient relationship, and, I'm, and it's not just doctor, the, the healthcare provider-patient relationship was in many ways the cardinal uh, foundation of helping people get well. Uh, and Dr. Reardon summarized that in one word, co-learning. So that way I don't treat every chronically ill patient the same. I try to really get to know them to, uh, develop a therapeutic friendship that where they trust me and I, I'm, I'm working with them as a unique person and that kind of healing relationship where people have confidence that we're really working to get all these variables uh, elucidated and corrected and get everything working again, that's a, that is a true foundation on which we can do all the rest of this and not make it so complicated that the patient says, I'm lost. I, this is too much for me to figure out. We try to take it a step at a time. And fortunately, we have a tremendous nursing staff here. We have uh, the whole, we have a team uh, mentality where uh, the educational stuff that we do, the nutritional uh, ex- explanations we give people, all of this we try to integrate into a program that's doable, even though it may take some time. We're, we're there with our patients, helping them find their way through the, uh, the dense fog of chronic complex illness. 
Yeah. And I think that that it's so important to have someone who's by your side the entire time. You know, we think that we're going to save ourselves money by going to the internet and trying to figure out all this stuff on our own when really just throwing darts and throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping that someone sticks ends up costing more, I think, in the long run than it does just to go find a provider that's going to help you on your path back to wellness. Yeah. Dr. Reardon actually was a uh, forerunner to the internet and welcomed it because he thought this was a chance for patient to get better educated and to become a partner in the discovery process of determining just what are the key factors that's uh, keeping me uh, from getting well. But he felt that 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 partnership that I was talking about worked better than people just doing this on their own. Uh, But it takes the right kind of attitude on the provider that on the part of the healthcare provider the healthcare provider has to be open to the fact that uh, there's a pace at which patients can uh, take all this in and digest it and start making those changes, those therapeutic changes that are necessary for the recovery process to to occur uh, uh, in an appropriate time frame. Yeah, and I would imagine everybody's pace is a little yeah. bit different. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are some people. It it may be a year. I mean, I hate, I don't want to be discouraging to people out there, but, you know, healing is not a, a, a quick fix type of thing. Healing involves uh, not only the biochemistry of the cell, but it also involves uh, the change in behaviors, the uh, better habits, sleep, uh, even taking nutritional supplements. They're not drugs. And so when you start taking vitamin C, the first time, it may not solve your scurvy overnight. Uh, this methylation stuff that I was talking about, I, a lot of times will tell people it's going to take maybe a month or two of tweaking these uh, methylation factors before you'll know if you've got the right mix. And so that process just needs to go on over uh, various periods of time, depending upon how debilitated and depleted the patient became in the course of their their infectious illness. Yeah, and I can speak from my own experience. Um, when I was a patient here a couple years back, uh, I was not sick per se. I didn't have anything that was going to kill me <laughs> or that was extremely debilitating, but I knew I didn't feel good. And even in that state, even just being depleted enough, I'd say it took me at least a year to really start feeling like myself again. And it took a lot of different things to get there. And um, luckily able to do it without any sort of medication, like it was all lifestyle and correcting nutrient deficiencies, but it does take time. So I can only imagine that someone suffering from something that is more serious, it's going to be a long haul, for lack of a A better term. Long haul haul COVID. Yeah. And uh, there's another... Facet, since we're kind of just talking about all the various facets of healing that Dr. Reardon used to mention that people come in sometimes and they've kind of almost given up on themselves. I mean, they're frustrated. They think I'm just a sick person. And so that's part of what I call self-concept. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the really neat things that can happen, and that one of my early patients was a songwriter. And uh, he came in depressed and tired and just everything that we were just now talking about. 
And through the process of working with him and doing the testing and doing some IV vitamin C and, uh, you know, getting encouraging him to make changes in his lifestyle, all of a sudden one day he kind of woke up and he had this revelation, I can heal. Because he had gotten to the point where he thought, no, I'm, I'm just stuck in this. There's no way I'm ever going to get well. And so he wrote a beautiful song entitled, I Can Heal. And that's, that's a self-concept that, oh my gosh, I have it within me to actually get better. Because many of the people we see are in a state of despair and despondency. And their family sometimes have stopped believing in them. You know, it's no fun to be a chronically ill patient. And, mm-hmm. and it does put a burden on the, the family, in a sense. And then people hate being a burden. They don't want to be a burden. They don't want to be sick. Mm-hmm. And then people begin to doubt and say, are you, are you really sick? Or are you, are you just kind of faking this and you're just not aware of it? And so then the patient begins to doubt themselves. It, am I really sick or am I, what, what's going on here? So a lot of what we do is uh, in the process of doing the nutrient testing and evaluating the various facets of chronic illness and showing the, the test results to their family, they'll have, like we had one person had a vitamin D level of six and we're oh, wow. shooting for like 60, uh, 10 times that. And so really everyone should be at least be more than 20, hopefully more than 30 even, but ideally, we like them up in the 50, 60, 70 range. There's a much more uh, better sleep. There's better immunity. There's better inflammation regulation. Uh, vitamin D in high levels helps with autoimmune disease. So all these nutrients, they're not get well quick types of things, but they're ways of bringing all the healing facets of the body back online when it's been kind of offline or uh, disconnected. And and when they start to reconnect and people start exercising again, and then they start sleeping better and they're breathing properly, and they start uh, deciding that I'd like to go back to work or their work becomes better. All these things are a process of healing, not a, a sudden miraculous fix. Mm-mm. No. And unfortunately, I think sometimes that's what we're looking for is the fix instead of the patience that it takes to really do. But it's a it's a huge learning process too. I think there's so much personal growth that comes along in healing that you almost you wouldn't want when when it's all said and done, of course. Like I don't think that you would have gotten the growth or, you know, the life experience through the quick right. fix. It's a it's a healing attitude that you have to assume. And this is part of that self-concept, you know, I, I can heal. I am, I'm a patient, but I'm patiently waiting to, or patiently engaged in multiple fronts of trying to improve my health and well-being, an active co-learner in a healing process. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I think we're going to end it on that note because I think it's just a really powerful take-home message is that you can heal. So if you are finding that you've got the symptoms of COVID or any long-term illness that symptoms are creeping up or they're lingering, you don't have to just suffer through it. You can heal. Thank you, Leah. That's, that's, that's the message right there. <laughs> wonderful. Thanks, Dr. Ron. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Real Health Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. 
You can also find all of the episodes and show notes over at realhealthpodcast.org. Also, be sure to visit reardonclinic.org where you will find hundreds of videos and articles to help you create your own version of real health.